0: Hi, everyone. My name is Sebastian Richard of Thriving on Purpose Ministries. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Elizabeth was supposed to be with me. She's not. She was busy on a project. And uh, as we were brainstorming this week about what would the the broadcast be about, uh, she was like, let's do something about personal growth. And she was really adamant about that because it had been a while uh, since we have done something that touched on personal growth. And it's something that really everybody needs, not just uh, non-believers or just believers but every single human being needs this uh, and so I, I was like you know what yeah it's been a while we've been doing a lot of faith-based content and, and not that there's not faith intertwining with personal growth but personal growth is a is a thing on of its own and I think a lot of believers would benefit to, of doing more of that so I came up with the great subject of the believer and intentionality or the the intentionality of the believer. And and the reason uh, I I, uh, have this idea is because I noticed that uh, not just believers or unbelievers, but people in general are not very intentional. Uh, For the longest time, I uh, I was unintentional because I didn't even understand that there was such a thing uh, as intentionality. In other words, as deciding on a course for your life or a plan or something that you're going to do, that you're going to implement and uh, seeing uh, through every detail of it until it is accomplished. So I used to be one of those uh, go with the flow kind of people and uh, praying for favor, praying that God would open doors, but uh, I wasn't really equipped to walk through them because when I would get to the door, I didn't have, I didn't build myself up in such a way that I was able to handle the pressure that would be found in this new place, in this new nature or, or wherever I would find myself. So I hadn't built up my character. I hadn't built up my skill set, I hadn't built myself up in such a way that I, in an intentional way where I was equipped to deal with this new place where God would be bringing me. So I was not living a life of intentionality. I was not uh practicing intentional living myself. And I saw the value of it once I started doing it. And once I uh, came to the arena of personal growth, I realized, wow, there's so much to learn here and so much to do and so much to implement. It's not just a life of faith, but a life of doing. And, uh, And if you look at all the great Christian men and women from times past or present, the one thing that we admire about them is how close they are to God, how uh, how spiritual they are, how how much of a prayer life they, they have. I mean, some people pray six, seven, even 10 hours a day. Uh, so that's we're amazed at that, that there's great uh, spirituality there, but there's also great intentionality. And I was telling this to Elizabeth earlier, I was saying even people like Smith Wigglesworth, whom we admire uh, for being champions of faith, uh, whom we admire because uh, the Holy Spirit was so strong in them. They they, they they yielded so much to the Holy Spirit that great miracles were wrought by their hand, uh, raising of the dead and and healing and casting out sickness and all kinds of stuff. So we admire that. But we fail to recognize that these men and women of God also had great intentionality. I have a uh, book of a uh, compilation of Smith Wigglesworth's uh sermons or writings or teachings here and uh, because he was not a writer but he was so his stuff was compiled and he was a man of great intentionality he didn't do anything for anything in other words he everything that he did had a plan and a purpose behind it and it was decided upon so it it wasn't just about uh, praying in the spirit and uh, and feeling uh, God's presence but it was about going to the place talking to the person Casting out the devil, doing the thing, doing the thing, doing the thing, day in and day out. And that's something that I've noticed that is severely lacking in the life of, of many a Christian, including myself, for the longest time. And I thought it would be something that you guys would really benefit from if I were to address the intentionality of the believer in the believer's life. Um, so, in his best selling book, The 15 Laws of Growth, John Maxwell lists, so he's got these 15 laws that pertain to growth, okay, and he lists intentionality as the first and most important law because without that one law, all the others don't matter. If you don't apply the law of intentionality to your life, it doesn't matter which ones you apply because you're unintentional. So you're gonna live a life of unintentionality. So it's gonna be haphazard and, and, and it's not gonna be, it's gonna be go with the flow and nothing will be predecided on your part and nothing will be intentional. So he listed it as the first and most important law of growth. So whether you're seeking intellectual growth, whether you're seeking uh, spiritual growth, whether you're seeking uh, physical growth, financial growth, no matter what kind of growth you're seeking, it will begin to manifest in your life with intentionality. Of course, there's prayer. Of course, there, there's faith. And I'm not denying these factors because they come into play. And that's the best part. When you're a believer, you, you get to access the spiritual as well as the intentional and the mind and the decision the, the personal growth. You get to access these bo- both these worlds, which come together in a powerful way and give great results. But it will, no matter what you decide, it will require great intentionality. So you're not going to become smarter or more knowledgeable by accident or by praying more or by praying or just praying. You won't become richer by accident or by prayer alone. You won't become a strong believer by accident or by prayer alone, even though prayer is an important part of that. And you surely won't have the physique of a fit athlete or a bodybuilder by accident or prayer alone, I guarantee it. And yet there's a lot, there's many believers out there who think that it will all happen for them supernaturally. So so they, they expect miracles and that's great. And we teach that at Thriving on Purpose to expect miracles. It's a great way to live your life, to be excited about life. But there's your part. See, there's God's part, but there's your part also that you have to do. And it's not going to be just done by prayer alone. There's going to be some doing involved, some obedience involved, and that's very important. So uh, some some believers uh, think that if if they believe enough for it, or if they pray with enough passion for it, that whatever it is, it's going to manifest. It's going to show up. But that's just not true. Your your lives will not transform supernaturally. The apostle Paul called us to the transforming uh, of the mind. Right? Through a renewing of the mind. And the renewing of the mind is uh, will give you a new outlook, a new mindset, and will bring you into living a life of intentionality. The Apostle Paul was one great, another great example. He was excessively, extremely intentional. It was a man of uh, great spiritual fervor, uh, great spiritual favor, uh, supernatural. He lived a supernatural life, but he also understood intent behind ha- behind every ha- action and doing the thing that he was required to do, how important that that is. So I don't want to step on any toes or burst your bubble today, although it might be a good thing in, in, in the case of some people uh, to get your bubbles burst. But the Bible says we are to be doers of the word and not just uh, hearers only. So in James chapter one verses twenty-two to twenty-five we read this: Be doers of the word, and see James. Just a little parenthesis, parenthesis here. James was the apostle of action. He's the one who said, "Your faith without without deeds is dead. Faith without without works is dead." So he was all about. He was a man of action. this one will be blessed in what he does. And it's kind of like uh, motivational seminars and even, even great sermons on a Sunday. There's so many believers that, that uh, if you gather in a mega church on a Sunday, if there's thousands of people and the sermon is powerful and it really reaches and it, it really talks to you, you're going to hear believer go like, oh, hallelujah, amen. And they're like like this, like hands in the air. And they're like so, Wow. They're in the moment, but as good as this is, it's also a problem. When they cross the door at the end of the the church service, they're not in the moment anymore. So it's it's like uh, someone going to a motivational seminar being super pumped, super motivated when they get out and the next day they forget why they were pumped and why they were motivated. See, this is what motivation uh, kind of does sometimes, uh, motivational speeches and motivational speakers. They can be great for the doers, for people who have uh, uh, who are really intentional, who want to do things, but other people, uh, what it does, it, it just ignites a spark that quickly fizzles out uh, as soon as they forget what they heard. So it's like what James says, you know, they see themselves in the mirror. And then as soon as they turn around, they leave, they forget what they look like. So they get motivated or they get excited about the sermon, what it, what the, the preacher is saying. Then they turn around and they go back home. And all of a sudden, everything goes back to normal. And I'm back in front of my TV watching Netflix or the football game. Nothing wrong with watching a football game. I myself am very excited right now because it's the hockey playoffs, but there's a time and a place for everything. And when God calls you for a purpose, when God has put a calling on your life to do things, to be a doer and not just a hearer, Well, you will be required to do these things and you will be required to make some sacrifices to make them happen. And that may include not watching the hockey game and instead working on that new business you're starting, or or not watching uh, Netflix and instead uh, uh, taking an hour to go in the Word, uh, uh, get that discipline going in your life, or you're going to read the Bible, or you're going to pray, or you're going to watch a sermon on YouTube or a teaching. So that's the stuff I'm talking about. So other Bible verses, well, there's Proverbs 21.5, which says, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. Surely, did Solomon say. So he didn't say they might lead to abundance. He says they will surely lead to abundance. So notice how the verse doesn't say the plans of the prayerful or the plans of the hopeful or the plans of the spiritual. He says the plans of the diligent. Now, what does diligence mean? Well, diligence uh, is defined as careful and persistent work or effort. So this is the doing part. This is the part that most people give up at when they go like, well, you know what, there's resistance. Because whenever you do a work, whenever you endeavor to do a mighty work, whenever God gives you an assignment or whatever, you decided on a course of action for your life, and there's resistance, as surely there will be, because whenever you decide to do something of value, it's going to be uphill all the way. So as soon as there's resistance, some people say, you know what? Okay, that's fine. I expected that, which is what you should do. You should expect resistance. But there's some people, as soon as there's resistance, they go like, oh, you know what? They fizzle out. They they fizzle out and they say, oh, you know what? It's too much trouble. I'll just go back to watching Netflix or doing whatever else I was doing before I decided on that course of action. And that's a shame. And that's not what we're called to be. So uh, diligence, like I said, is the careful and persistent work or effort. That sure sounds like something intentional, right? Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, we read this. The Lord says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now, again, we're presented with a recompense, with something worthwhile that's going to come from that. So whether it's diligence, whether it's intentionality, such as in this verse being willing and obedient, that kind of translates as a life of intentionality. You're willing and you're obedient when the Lord shows you what to do, you do it. Well, that's a a life of intentionality. So the Lord promises that if you do that, you will eat the good of the land, just like what we read in Proverbs 21.5, where Solomon says, surely it will lead to abundance. And it's interesting because in Isaiah 1, verse 19, as we just read, if you're willing and obedient, you surely will eat the good of the land, you shall eat the good of the land. It's interesting because in verse 18, which is just one verse higher, just the first the verse that precedes it. The Lord says, come now and let us reason together. And that is so important. It's like a lot of believers, we, we want, we want the, uh, the warm feeling that accompanies the presence of God. We want the, the glorious things, the glorious manifestations. And that's great because when it happens in your life, you're excited. It, it just takes your whole life, your faith to a whole new level where there's great expect, expectancy and it's fantastic. And I'm not dissing that, but we want that. But we don't really like to reason. We don't really like to take the time to think, to ponder, to make plans, to prepare things. We, we like the spontaneity when, when the Holy Spirit shows up and that's fantastic. And it, it is fun. It is great. it is It is something to be enjoyed. God wants it that way. But we don't like the intentionality that comes from reasoning, from taking the time to reason. And God is a God of reason. God is a God of order. Uh, he's a God of, uh, that, that has all the greatest qualities you can imagine. So, yes, there's the spontaneity on the one hand and the fire. But on the other hand, there's the, the obedience, the character building, uh, the reasoning, the taking the time to think things through. So these things take work. They take. They require intentionality. So intentionality has to do with your mind, your volition, uh, your your decision making, your reason. So I'm all for seeking the Holy Spirit, spending time, praying in the Spirit, reading the Word, uh, being in the quiet, the quiet place with the Lord. These things are all fantastic and a part of our walk of faith. Uh, And these things have tremendous importance in the life of the believer. But this is not what this broadcast is about. Uh, Although these things uh, lead us into the deeper realms, into the the depths of God, the deeper depths of God, and we get incredible insight and revelation from these times with God, uh, we should not neglect the intentionality of a life well lived of the believer. Because as believers, we're called to live our lives well. So if if your moments, if your if you're hour praying in the Spirit or two hours or three hours or, or, or half hour, or that doesn't matter how long, but if that is not accompanied with and followed with willingness and obedience and the doing of the thing, because guess what? When the Holy Spirit reveals things to you, do you think it's just uh, so that you enjoy the, the fuzzy feeling it gives you? Sure, that's fun. I mean, I'm the first one. When I get a download from the Holy Ghost, I get excited and it's super fun. But if I left it at that, my life wouldn't bear any fruit. So what what we have to do as believers is when the Holy Spirit reveals a thing in our life, whether it's a thing to change or a thing to do or a thing to implement or a thing to, to shift and tweak, no matter what it is or a sin in our lives, it needs to be followed with purposeful action. It needs to be followed with an intentional decision saying, okay, God, thank you for showing me this. Now I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be following through. That's how you go from glory to glory to glory. That's how you grow in Christ. You grow to the stature of Jesus Christ, which we're called to do as believers. So true spiritual growth can only happen when accompanied by dutiful intentionality by diligence by reason and of course by the holy spirit's leading by his revelation and by his guidance so these things come together they have to be together for us to bear real and lasting fruit okay we can't we cannot just uh how can i put this it's funny because Jesus says, "Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word coming by uh, uh, by the mouth of God." From the mouth of God, one is physical, and it's required; it's necessary. Can't go on, can go without food forever. Forty days is just about the max. And, and but by every word that comes from the the mouth of God, and I think this is so important. It shows really the spiritually the spirituality and the physical, because we live uh, as spirit beings in a an earthly a physical environment, in a physical body, physical environment. So there is a doing on our part that is required to um, to, have to to have exercise dominion. We exercise dominion by our doing. And that is done. The first step for that is intentionality. And I wrote something here. And I thought there was a, a quote that I wanted to share with you guys. I wrote, one of the main reasons Christians fail to conquer the seven mountains of culture is not because they are not spiritual enough, but because they are not intentional enough. Now, I'm going to repeat that. You might want to jot that down because that, that's very that's spirit-led right there. One of the main reasons Christians fail to conquer the seven mountains of culture is not because they are not spiritual enough, but because they are not intentional enough. Nobody ever got to the top of any mountain by accident. Getting to the top of any mountain requires intentionality. It is done by intentionality. And I'm going to talk about the word itself here because I think it's so important that we understand what the word means. Intentionality is defined as the fact of being deliberate or purposive. I learned a new word today, purposive purposive. I didn't even know it existed, but I like it. It has to do with purpose, just like my, my, um, my ministry, our ministry. So it intentionality means the fact of being deliberate. So you're doing it on purpose or purposive. And I also looked at uh, the etymology of the word because I wanted to know the root where it came from, what it means in the ancient languages. So it means, of course, intent, it means purpose. It's from the old French entente, goal, which means goal, aim, purpose, attention, application, and directly from the Latin intentus. Now, this is where it gets interesting, in the Latin. The Latin intentus means a stretching out. And in the late Latin, intention or purpose was meant uh, was the past participle of intendere, intendere, which means to stretch out, lean toward, or strain. Now, I thought that was so interesting. I shared it with Elizabeth before I went uh, here doing the, to do the broadcast because I was like, isn't that fantastic? And she she's the one who actually suggested I would go look at the etymology of the word. I usually do it, but she was really like, I, I think you really need to look at this one. So think about that. Intentionality means to stretch towards to stretch towards or to strain. So it's something that requires effort. It's something that you're like, uh, that is intentionality. And I I think it really describes what I'm getting at here that sure, there's gonna be great miracles in your life. There's gonna be times when you're gonna be um, so filled with the spirit, you're gonna feel feel this warmth all over and you're going to have no worries in the world. And you're going to have the perfect assurance that everything's going to turn out just fine. And it is because that's God giving it to you. However, that does not erase what is required of us, which is like the Apostle Paul compared the, the Christian um, the Christian life to a, a race, right? He says, run in such a way as to win the race. That in, that I- entails uh, in great intentionality. Great purpose, great striving, great straining, great stretching towards, and I think that's what the word really means. So I jotted down a few notes here because, as you know, uh, me and Elizabeth were both John Maxwell team coaches, uh, so we were we got the training from the John Maxwell team, and we learned a, a great deal when it comes to personal growth from John Maxwell, who is a not only a tremendous uh, believer, uh, but he's also a great teacher and is one of the best personal growth experts in the world. And uh, so when he wrote his book, uh, The 15 Laws of Growth, the first law, as I said in the beginning of this broadcast, is the law of intentionality. And there are some things that he wrote along the line, uh, inside that book that had to do with that. I'm just gonna share a few nuggets here. So he said, think about how far can you go So this should be your mindset. How far can you go? Not how long will this take? Because whenever we endeavor something important, we usually have that kind of um, reaction. Well, how long is this going to take? Because we want immediate results. We don't want to expend too much energy for too little results, right? And uh, when you're following the Lord, uh, this is a mindset you should definitely not have because sometimes. You're going to expend just a little bit of energy, but you have so much of God's favor that's going to be made into a super easy thing, and you're going to have incredible re- results, and you're going to praise God all the way, right? And that does happen, and I'm not denying that. But other times, it's the opposite. You're going to do a thing it's going to expend a lot of energy, and it's going to take a lot of time, and you're going to have seemingly, in the natural, what seems like very little results. And that can be discouraging. So your mindset has to be set straight when you live a life of intention, when you live an intentional life, you can't stop at that. You have to tell yourself, this is important. It's what the Lord is requiring of me to do. It's part of my kingdom assignment. It's part of what I'm called to do. And I'm going to do it no matter what the results is, because that's what I'm supposed to do. Uh, He wrote also, he says, face your fears and have faith that you will conquer them. Uh, face the fear of failure, face uh, the fear of trading security for the unknown. And and that's something that um, we're we're called to do a lot. We've been called in the last year as a society to do a lot. A lot of people either lost their businesses, lost their jobs, uh, were required to shift from working uh, in a certain environment to working from home. Uh, There's been a lot of transition in, in the last year. So this is all part of intentionality and we need to it's part of facing our fears. So an, an intentional life is a life where you constantly face your fears intentionally because you know that on the other side of fear is the treasure you seek. Right? Okay. Uh also there's the fear of other people's view of you. You know, sometimes God's going to call you to do a certain thing. And that certain thing might make people question you, make people think that you've lost your mind even sometimes. That doesn't mean not to do it. It just means to do it anyway. Why? Because it's, a, again, a life of intentionality will lead you to do that no matter what. Uh, change from accidental to intentional growth. Now, that's a big one. Accidental t- Change from accidental to intentional growth. So insist on starting today, and don't wait for growth to come. Persevere and follow through. Take risks. I think it's important to mention that because um, I used to be a little bit like that in my youth, uh, where I didn't need, I didn't even know there was such a thing as intentionally pursuing personal growth. I thought life made you grow. You know, your life experience will make you grow, but that's not true. When you build yourself up. When you pursue personal growth daily, when you live a life of intentionality, you are actively pursuing growth. You are changing from accidental, because there is, let's face it, there is in life. I mean, even the the most unintentional person will grow in their lives and and that's accidental growth. We grow from experiences, right? So we grow when we find a new job. We grow when we lose someone we love, we grow when uh, we, we, we do certain things that challenge us. That's all part of growth. And everybody has accidental growth in their life. And that's great. That's wonderful. Uh, but you can't depend on that. You can't depend on that to live a life of purpose. Okay. So you have to pursue growth. You have to make it uh, something intentional that you do on purpose. Uh, and, and another thing he wrote, he says, you must know yourself to grow yourself. Start with truth. Start, be truthful with yourself. Be truthful with yourself. Explore yourself as you explore growth. Whenever you explore areas to grow in, you're going you're to get to know yourself better. Any challenge that we face in life faces us with ourselves. It faces us where, with our talents, with our abilities, but also with our limitations, with our inabilities. So it makes us know ourselves better. And you have to seek to know yourself in truth. Not Don't depict a false image of who you really are. Be honest with yourself. yourself. Uh, just like King David prayed in, in uh, Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. He said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So David was honest enough to ask God to search his heart, to search his, his mind, to, to really give him an adequate a picture of who he really is, what he needs to change, what he needs to do, what he needs to, uh, all these things, Right. When he needs, how he needs to align himself differently with God. So that's a, a powerful prayer you can do. So obviously, when you look at your surroundings, when we look at the people around us in general, you're going to find that there's three, just about three different types of people when it comes to intentional living. Number one, there are people who don't know what they would like to do. And, and you know as i and i as I go through that list you might find that you've been in all three categories <laughs> because that's what I found I found as I was reading these three categories I was like hey that was me when I was 20 oh that was me when I was 30 oh that's me now so you might find you're at different levels different phases you might find that you've been through all three doesn't matter what matters is that you decide on an intentional life today so there's people who don't know what they'd like to do so they dabble they try little things, They one thing here, one thing there, they drift, or they go with the flow. I was once talking with a guy, and he was about my age, and I and, uh, was uh, talking about intentional living, making decisions to change the things you can and, and do what you can. And and he was telling me, he says, you know what, I just prefer to go with the flow. I said to him, I said, look, uh, no disrespect, but uh, I've done that in my own life, to go with the flow, and trust me, the flow won't lead you very far, <laughs> It's true. The flow won't lead you very far. See, uh, who's going to go farther? The guy who hops in a canoe in a river and just goes with the flow? Or the guy who has his paddles and he's directing and, and deciding where he wants his canoe to go in the river and fighting and using the current? and Right? Obviously, the one who just goes with the flow is probably going to be on the side of the river 500 meters down. That's it, you know? Okay, uh, so the number two, there's people who know what they would like to do but don't do it. And these people are frustrated. And uh, that was also me for a little while. There, there was a part of my life. I knew things needed to change, but I wasn't willing to do the things for things to change. So in other words I was I was miserable at my at day job. I wanted things to change, and I knew they weren't going to change magically. But I wasn't willing to do the things that needed to be done in order for my life to change for the better. So I was what? I was frustrated. But I wasn't just frustrated. I was at times I was even depressed. At times I was even suicidal. So uh, it it got really it got to a point where I understood that it, my life depended on this. My life depended on me. Becoming intentional and making a decision just for me. See, when when I became when I married uh, Elizabeth uh, 18 years ago and then I had children, uh, as a father, if you're a good dad, you, you think a lot about you. you what, what my kids uh, feel or is, are my kids going to be okay if I do this or is my wife going to be okay if I do that? So you always think of other people because you want to make sure they're going to be okay no matter what you decide to do with your life. But at, at some point, I got to a point where all this doing it for my wife and doing it for my kids, I was slowly dying a a death. And even I remember uh, my sister at that time, she took the time to talk to me. She says, you know what? What good is it going to do these kids or your wife if you fall into a deep abyss, a deep depression? How is that going to help them? Even if you do make more money or even if you are doing the quote unquote the right thing or what I thought was the right thing. so that got that, that got me thinking. I was like, you know what? they do depend on me being fulfilled and happy and purposeful doing a life leading a life of purpose. so uh, I stopped being guilty and I did what needed to be done and what the Lord was leading me into doing. so I decided on intentional living and the fruits been there ever since. and guess what? Uh, some days we've had more money, some days we've had less money, but it didn't matter because in the end, what they saw was a happy father, a father who became an example to follow. Uh, you know, when your kids see you pursuing a life of purpose and a, a, a being willing to do God's will every day, day in, day out, no matter what he's calling you to do, your kids watch this. And it, that's a great lesson for them. So now always remember that. So it's not about being just being responsible. Of course, I'm not dissing responsibility. You have to be responsible. You have to take care of your family. But uh, there's a balance there to achieve. And there's decisions to be made if you're going to follow God as you continue being responsible. Just throwing that out there. And number three, there's people who know what they would like to do and actually do it. That's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple, right? So these people decide to work on the areas that bring them closer to their purpose, or to their goal, or to their uh, kingdom assignment that lead them into their kingdom assignment. If they know if God has called them to to put a website together, to do whatever on that website, whatever it is that is, is well, they're gonna they're gonna either learn to design a website, or they're gonna hire someone to decide to design the website, or they're gonna put the money. An investment in what needs to be done of what God asks. I'm just giving the website example. Could be anything. Could be anything really. But when you when you know what you're supposed to do, what God uh, requires of you, uh, not doing it is a sin. Huh? We know from the Bible that uh, when we know what is right and we sh- we don't do it, we choose not to do it. That that is counted as a sin. So let's not forget that. I forget the. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it was in James. I, I might be wrong. It might be somewhere else. But uh, Or was it Paul who said that? I, I forget. But there was that passage where when you know what, you're, uh, what is right and you don't do it, that's a sin. So we can't be uh, guilty of that sin as believers. So now I want to talk to you about a book that might help you on your intentional uh, decision making on on living a life of intentionality. And that book is, you probably guessed it. Well, it's not the 15 laws of growth, but it's another book by John Maxwell, which is called, and I, don't want, I don't want to much uh, glare here, Intentional Living by John C. Maxwell. So he wrote a book about, only about the subject of intentional living. And uh, I was there, uh, he had launched a book not too long when I got uh my John Maxwell team certification back in 2016. We were in Florida, my wife and I, and he was talking about that book very fondly. And he said, I wrote all these leadership books and all these personal growth books. And I realized that the biggest problem of people was not, in other words, he says, I was putting the cart before the horse. Most people, they they were they were not even at abc and i was showing them def so in other words he was saying that leadership and personal growth and doing doing the things was like def but he says abc's the abc's were really teaching people to be intentional to basically tell them make that decision today that you're going to make decisions. <laughs> make the decision today that you're going to decide what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And you're going to make that plan and you're going to make it happen. So he he said that basically uh, he when he wrote that book, he realized the important, first of all, he realized it had been a long time coming and it was very, very important that it be written because a lot of people were failing because they, they weren't even intentional. So they were trying all kinds of stuff without true intentionality, without true a true sense of purpose and direction and uh, a will, uh, like being in it with all your will uh, and soul and emotion and really being in on it, you know, uh, into it. So he wrote the book Intentional Living, which I highly recommend uh, as a follow-up maybe to that broadcast. So Basically, as we reach the end of this broadcast, I hope this broadcast has encouraged you to live a life of intentionality, because it's not because we're believers and we have access to the miraculous that we need to neglect the value of being intentional about every single aspect of our lives, being intentional about... uh, doing the ministry that God has asked us to do, being intentional about taking care of our spiritual growth, being intentional about taking care of our body, being intentional about taking care of our uh, uh, intellectual growth or our knowledge or what we learn, uh, being intentional about all the areas of your life, being a better father, being a better husband, being a better uh, worker, wherever you're working. These are all things that require intentionality. And, uh, unfortunately, I've noticed that, yeah, too many believers rely on the supernatural to make it happen. Well, guess what? God has given us a mind. He's given us a brain. He's given us a will and emotions. And these are to be put to the service of Him and for His greater glory. But this will be channeled through intentionality. When you make that decision that you're going to do the thing and you're committed to it and you have a commitment that you set here and here and you go for it, this is the life that God blesses. And uh, so I enc- basically what I'm saying is I encourage you to be intentional about leading an intentional life. And that's the way of Kingdom Expanders. That's the way that you and I are going to thrive on purpose. Now on that, I encourage you, if you haven't done so already, go to thrivingonpurpose.com. Make sure you subscribe to our uh Uh, newsletter, our weekly newsletter. Uh, You'll also uh, get uh, the information of whenever our broadcasts come out. And I pray and I hope that you have a wonderful and blessed week, uh, end of the week, I should say. And uh, this was a little impromptu as a teaching this week. I didn't uh, plan it this way. We had a course that we wanted to do tonight. That's why we didn't do it tonight. Usually, we do the broadcast at 7.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time on Wednesdays. This might be called to change our ministry, our lives are changing. So we don't know if we're going to still do it every week on Wednesday nights. Uh, this was not even announced. I didn't even announce it that I would go on today at this hour. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I pray that this has really blessed you. And if it has, make sure that you share it with your friends and family, uh, people on social media, so that they, they too may be blessed and decide for themselves on a life of intentionality god bless you have a great week and i'll see you next week